0: At the intersection from Sloan Street into Knightsbridge, I put on speed when the lights changed to amber, but it was a mistake, because the flashing began in the mirror right away, and I pulled into the curb and waited with the engine still running. I'd known the police car was behind me since I'd come through Sloane Square, but I didn't think they'd make a fuss about jumping the lights on a filthy night like this. There'd been a freezing rain coming down since late afternoon, and the streets were black and silver now under the lamps, with reflections across the surface and the gutters beginning to stream. I let the window down and got out my driving license to save time. In my opinion, sir, you could have pulled up safely enough at the traffic lights when they changed to amber, and so forth. It was a temptation to show him my bureau card and drive on again without having to go through all the bullshit, but it's strictly against the rules if there's no actual emergency. His face came into the window gap, with rain dripping from his cap peak. May I see your driving license, please? I gave it to him, and he checked it. "'Thank you, Mr. Gage. I just wanted to be sure who you were,' he handed it back. "'They'd like you to phone in as soon as possible. Nothing to do with the lights. All right.' I put the license away and got into gear. I'd switched off the phone in the car a couple of days ago and started using the answer phone monitor in my flat, because at this stage, three or four weeks after you're back from the last mission, they start getting fidgety. "'They said it was urgent.' the policeman said insistently, his face still in the window-gap. I knew that. I'd been mobile for the last ninety minutes, and when they couldn't get through they hadn't just given up. They'd phoned the yard and asked for an immediate all-points bulletin by radio with my description and number plate, black Jensen interceptor with cellular antenna, and bunched spotlights BBT-1872, and a request to pick me up on site and tell me to phone base. I slipped the gears into neutral again and switched the phone on, because there was nothing else I could do and I knew that. We sometimes play with the idea of goofing off somewhere and not answering the phone, but it's like denying the voice of God and bringing down a whole bloody mountainside of fire and brimstone. You can stay here, sir, while you call in. We'll look after you. The lights were still flashing in the mirror. Fair enough. His face vanished, and I touched out Q-U-1 and waited. Were you switched off? A voice came. Yes. There was a short silence. He was the little shit at the Operation Switchboard, with enough experience to know that I'd broken the rules, but not enough rank to tell me. Hold on, he said. I waited again. Quilla. Yes. We want you to make an immediate rendezvous. It sounded like trench this time. Cool, impersonal. The tone is shade touchy because I'd been difficult to contact. "'I can't do that,' he said carefully. "'This is fully urgent.' "'I'm not on standby, you know that. "'I've got to meet someone at the airport, and I'm already running late. "'This is from Main Control,' Trench said, and left it at that. "'Slight skin reaction, goose-flesh.' When you've got your phone switched off and they still tell the police to pick you up and then tell you the instructions are coming direct from main control, it's not because they can't find where you put the fruit gums. "'Why do they want me?' I asked him. "'Particularly.' "'It was Mr. Croder who told me to find you.' Cold air was coming through the window, and I closed it. I don't like the cold. Through the windscreen the lights of the police car were sending an intermittent rainbow of reflections across the surface of the road, blue and white. Flash, flash, flash. Blue and bone white. Flash, flash, flash. While my skin reacted again to the nerves, I took a slow breath to steady them. Is this the submarine thing? I don't know, Trench said. There'd be nothing else in the headlines for the last four days. Of course he knew. He was high in the control echelon, with powers to brief. Trench, I told him, I've got to meet this man at the airport. He's a sixth Dan coming in from Tokyo, and it's my personal responsibility to escort him to the dojo. When I've done that, I'll phone you. You'll have to get someone else to meet him." There's no time. The dojo's south of the Thames, and they'd never reach the airport by 9.15. He must take a taxi, then. We don't leave this man to get his own transport. This is Yamada." In a moment, Trench said thinly, "'I'd rather not have to ask Mr. Croder to come on the line. It shouldn't be necessary.'